Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, my friends. Simon from What Culture here, and we are back in our studio after a week of running absolutely wild at WrestleMania. So I just want to take this time to say two things. One, thank you to everybody who did come out and make those shows so damn magical. And two, I know, last week on the Dynamite Ups and Downs, we didn't necessarily get everything right, but that's what happens when you're jet-lagged and what happens when you're trying to watch AEW in a very busy loud bar. But we do not need to worry about that because if you look behind you, you are going to trip up and instead we are going to take the finger of power and we're going to give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down for the latest AEW Dynamite. Let me let you in on a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> that was really good. So just to get some housekeeping out of the way before we do get into the show proper, I could not believe my eyes when I was watching AEW this week, because not only was there a lady wearing Simon Give This An Up t-shirt, but there was also another guy with a sign that said, Simon is a bald angel. Well, it's just absolutely flubbing ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you can get bald angels, but I suppose you can get bald humans. So why the hell not? And as I always say, and I always will do, if you, you know, put this kind of effort into wearing and bringing signs, I will reciprocate by taking the finger of power and giving you it up. Adam Cole versus Christian Cage was at our first match on Dynamite. And given this was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to see these two going at it. And the fact that the crowd was super duper hot. Well, I tell you, I was having a good time. Early on, Cage also got booted right in the face and thrown into Simba the Steel Steps. 
and then later on he went for this dive that didn't necessarily go to plan. But this is okay. Taking your human body and going whoop and throwing yourself outside of a wrestling ring isn't exactly normal, so sometimes it's not going to go to plan. There was also this great sunset flip reversal into a backstabber by Adam Cole. And as it turns out, if he gives somebody the boom, but he hasn't lowered his knee pad to expose his knee, it is not as effective as when his knee is naked. Because here he did indeed hit this onto Christian, but that man kicked out. Cole was then reversing more stuff as he just kicked Christian right in the face as he dove at him. But then I think Christian was like, man, I'm sick of you doing this to me, so I'm going to do it back to you. And when Adam Cole went from the boom, Cage instead hit him with a spear. And even though this was just another near fall, I was clapping away. I was very impressed. I think this just annoyed Cole though, because then he decided to take what very few morals he does have and throw them out the window. And he poked Christian right in the eye, who's like, oh no, I can't see. What am I going to do? He then got hit with the boom. And this time the knee was out. And Adam Cole won. If you had been active on the internet recently too, you know that Tony Khan said he was going to go back at Rampage with a massive trigger, and my word did he prove that right away. Because as soon as we were done, Red Dragon was out and they were beating up Christian, so out came Jurassic Express to make the save, as well as Hangman Adam Page, who got a microphone and said, listen Adam Cole, I'm sick of you, I'm sick of your hair, I'm sicking that little beard on your face, so I want to challenge you to a match on Rampage next week, it's going to be for the AEW World title, and also, it's gonna be a Texas Deathmatch. So we were not mucking around at all, especially because Paige said to Mr. Cole, you better get your affairs in order, which is the equivalent of saying, I'm going to kill you. We then had our first proper connection between AEW and ROH on television, because we had a video showing you everything that had happened over WrestleMania weekend between Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham, and then we doubled down on that, here came Samoa Joe. This was just the best on so many levels, not least because the crowd were going, oh my gosh, it's Samoa Joe. What the flub are we going to do? And do not forget, WWE fired him twice. I'll never understand this because it just doesn't make any sense. Like even when he's walking to the ring, your brain just goes, I don't think you should screw with this guy because he'd probably rip your head off. He was also taking on Max Caster to see who was going to qualify for the Owen Hart tournament. And as always, Caster did one of his awesome listen, listen raps. But basically, poor Maxi boy. This was essentially Samoa Joe deciding, I'm going to murder you. So he did. I mean, at one point he was beating Max Caster up in the corner and then he started to dance as if he'd accidentally hit the taunt button in WWE 2K. Anthony Bowens actually was trying to cause distraction and that did help a little bit. But that's the equivalent of saying that if I grow a little bit of my hair back, you can no longer call me bald. And if you can believe it, after Joe was back on the offensive, he hit the muscle buster. I was kind of surprised and he got the win. So it's just some serious real love to Samoa, whatever that means. And instantly we started to plant more seeds for a story because we cut back to the video screens and there was Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. And Jay was all like, oi, listen, Samoa Joe, I tried to call you for the last few months, but you never picked up, which I guess means you only answer the phone if a millionaire calls. Now look, J.D. Thorne, I just want to say this, that ain't a bad way to win your life. I also think they said that they're going to have a present for Joe next week. So I thought, ah, isn't that nice? I hope it's a new pair of floaty shorts. We then continued to breathe life into Rampage 2 because we were backstage at the Blackpool Combat Club where William Regal went, all right, here's what we're going to do on Friday. Brian Danielson, 
is going to be taking on Trent Beretta, whereas John Moxley will be facing Wheeler Ewer. I'm pretty sure that Mox have been listening to Slayer as well, because he then got the microphone and said, come that show, not only are bones going to crack like thunder, but blood is going to rain down like blood. No, wait, I got that a little bit wrong. <laughs> Imagine Slayer had said that, oh, blood is going to rain like blood. Actually, maybe better. It was also around this time that the commentators started to go, hey, look, everyone, there's a bunch of no Wardlow posters at ringside, which, of course, was done because it was time for the arrival of MJF. He was on commentary because his boy Sean Spears was about to take on Sean Dean in the Battle of the Shorts. And, of course, there's a bunch of story here because when MJF was feuding with CM Punk, who did he lose to via disqualification? It was none other than the captain. So it certainly seems like Dean is going to be a thorn in Maxwell's side for a while because here... Flubbing one. Now, Spears did have the victory early on after hitting the C4, but he was an arrogant Allen and he picked Dean's shoulders off of the mat. And it was around about this time that everyone was like, oh man, there's some kind of ruckus backstage. So we did indeed fly there, who was just beating the absolute hell out of all the security guards. It was Wardlow. I mean, he was being so aggressive, Sean Spears started to be all distracted by this, like, oh no, he's going to come in here and rip my head off. And it threw him so much off his game. This is when Sean Dean snuck in and he hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And as we've already said, he got the one, two, three. So this is just such simple stuff. And after the fact, Wardlow was so happy, he was beaming ear to ear like he'd won the lottery. And of course, eventually these two will fight and it will be great. But then I had a quick skip backstage with the best friends when Chuck Taylor was all like, Wheeler Uton, please come back to the fold. I bought you your ring gear and I am in love with you. When Trent was like, nah, bruh, I kind of see this differently. I think he's a scumbag traitor. As if all of a sudden he thought he was in Star Wars. We then also threw to something that had happened early in the day, which was basically Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz whipping the Jericho Appreciation Society so bad that the JAS got in a car and they ran away. This then cut to Eddie in real time, who basically said that from now on it's seen on sight, or if Jericho and his cronies are in their field of vision, they're going to try and kill them when Santana and Ortiz had a good idea. Next week on Rampage, why don't we do a six-man tag? And even though I don't think they were speaking directly to me, I did reply, yes, that sounds good because I have many, many problems. So much is going on in AEW at the moment, though. We then had another video package, which was reminding us that at the moment, Dan Housen is trying to curse Hook. I don't want to be that guy. I'm very excited about this because I'm not 100% sure which way it's going to go. These little skits kept coming at us as well because Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling were then here and they now have a baddie section or a section where badass women can sit. And after considering it, they don't want to let Marina Shafir in here because, again, I guess she's not a baddie. And I was secretly hoping that we may see Darth Vader or Shredder here until I realised what they were talking about. But the whole point is, Jade Cargill is sick and tired of MMA fighters trying to be wrestlers. So when they do have a match, she's going to kick her ass. So I actually think this is going to be quite good when it does go down because Jade right now is on a tear. And when it does come to Shafir... She is far better than people give her credit for. We then followed up on all the MJF stuff where Maxwell did indeed say that next week he's going to double the security, but also he's going to take on Sean Dean. And you can already see what's going to happen here, but I'm all for it. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. It was then time to hit the insane button, and I swear, I am pretty sure when Jeff Hardy inked his AEW deal, there was a clause that said, every single week, I am going to try and wreck myself. Because it was a tables match between the Hardys and the Butcher and the Blade, who as ever had been very nice and closed up their shop early. (laughs) This was nuts in many, many ways. And you do have to give props to all of these four because they just went at it on a random Wednesday night. But when it came to the rules, I don't think anybody knew what was going on. Well, it was fine for us people watching at home because eventually the commentators started to go, oh, no, wait. Not only can you be eliminated from this match when you do indeed get thrown through a table, but if you do dive at someone and they get out of the way and you still find yourself hurling through wood, that doesn't count. It was basically you being a massive schmeral. But I don't think anybody had clued up the people that were actually in attendance. And also, during this, people were being thrown through tables. And then like in a Raw Rumble, they were just getting back involved because there was no disqualification. So the referees could do nothing about it. So then you have to ask yourself, well, why do eliminations to begin with? Because seriously, both Jeff and The Butcher were quote-unquote done with this. And yet the match ended with Jeff Hardy getting a massive ladder, climbing to the top, and Swan Tom bombing the butcher and the blade, who just happened to be on some tables, and the bell rang, and the Hardys were the victors. I scratched my bald head and I was like, I'm not 100% sure I kept up with everything that was going on. There was still a bunch of bonkers spots though, including the butcher and the blade, suplexing Mac Hardy off Barry Barricade onto the floor, but here's what I'm gonna do. You have to give it an up, because these guys just gave us everything in the future. We do need to understand the rules a little bit better. And that is kind of strange, because usually AEW is really good with this stuff, but for just that one little nugget, it's getting it down. So essentially, it made me feel a little bit stupid, which I am, but I like to live in ignorant bliss. And as soon as we were done, out came Andrade and all of his guys. 
they wanted to beat the Hardys up. Sting and Darby Allen stopped this because of course they also have beef with Andrade so you can absolutely see which direction this is going in but I'm fine with all of it. Christian was then super mad backstage because he was meant to be interviewed when he grabbed a bottle of water, chucked it into the abyss and just stormed off. This meant Jungle Boy had to take over. He was like, look, Red Dragon, do I think you deserve a shot against us? No, I don't. But you keep sticking your nose into our business, which is incredible because Bobby Fish doesn't even have a nose given that he lives in the sea. But we will give you this opportunity and they're going to fight very soon. We then had another quick video for Nyla Rose and Thunder Rosa who are going to fight a battle for the belts because once again, AEW just has so many stories right now. And given that we are talking about the AEW Women's Champion, if you do care, some bald a-hole is going to be on her taco vlog soon. And I'm pretty sure you can work out what I'm talking about. All of this then kept on coming as well because we were backstage with Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. And they basically went, look, I'm in the Owen Hart tournament and I want to win. And then the person said, ha I am also in the Owen Hart tournament and I want to win. This was kind of smart by AEW because fans have wanted to see this match for ages. And you're going to get it. Very handedly, we then found somebody else that is going to be in this tournament because it was Sheeda versus Julia Hart. And the winner was gonna go into the tournament. Now, Julia is definitely going through some stuff because not only is she still wearing that eye patch, so, but she jumped Sheeta before the bell and even choked her with her jacket. And when the varsity blondes who are at ringside were like, look, Julia, we don't think this is a very nice thing to do, she said to Pillman and she said to my man, Griff Garrison, well, if you don't agree with that, why don't you go to the back? And this was so surprising, even the commentators were like, what the flub is she doing? So something is absolutely brewing here, but otherwise this was just a solid back and forth encounter. Sheena did her big kick off a chair and maybe she would have won this earlier, but Julia Hart took her fingers and she started to gouge Sheena's eyes. And of course, that ties into this, the pirate look. She also felt like she should go for a dive off the top rope, but I'm sure when she woke up this morning, she realized what a terrible idea that was. Because she missed, she'd have hit the Falcon Arrow. She got the one, two, three. She will be going through to the Owen Hart Cup. I just want to make this little thing. I was happy that somebody actually won with a Falcon Arrow because that move is so flipping good. But usually it just acts as like a two move, whatever that means. I'm giving it up. Serena Deeb also came out afterwards, which I was pleased about because at least AEW hasn't forgotten about this. But given that she had a share and she'd have had a kendo stick, they basically balance each other out. And I also know what you're thinking because you tweet me all the time. You're going, Simon, don't you think it's funny that after every single match, somebody else comes out and we have some kind of a brawl? And the answer is yes. But this is why if you are in AEW, you absolutely have to be affiliated with a group. Otherwise, somebody's going to kick your ass. We then had some more excellent stuff with Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs because they were just brawling backstage like they were a bunch of teenagers. And it ended when Keith Lee was like, oh, hey, Powerhouse, I'm going to pounce you through the wall, which is actually what he did. This was also the last thing we saw before our main event which was the Young Bucks taking on FTR for the ROH and AAA titles. And all I'm going to tell you to do is this. Take your ass, put it in a chair, take your controller and put this match on because flub me sideways. It was absolutely brilliant. It was proper wrestling to begin with, which meant, of course, FTR were on top. But this annoyed Nick Jackson so much, he took his headband off and he threw it at Dax. And do you know what Dax did? He took this headband, he put it in his penis area, and then he chucked it at Matt Jackson. So that was it. 
and away we went. This is also when we got an early tag klaxon, huh? Because all four guys were in the ring and they were fighting and FTR even did simultaneous sharpshooters. Now, this sent the crowd absolutely nuts, but also it was yet another tease that maybe, just maybe, Bret Hart is coming to All Elite Wrestling. So here's what I do every single night before I go to bed. I cross my right fingers, I cross my left fingers, and I just go, oh, Bret Hart, please come to All Elite Wrestling. Which of course means if Bret ever does see that, he's like, I ain't ever going to that company because people are doing really weird things. Soon after, the Bucks were able to focus their efforts on Cash and beat him up for a while. But of course, this was done so we could build to the big hot tag to Dax. But even then, I mean, we got there eventually. Matt and Nick Jackson kept cutting him off at the last second. It was actually getting me. I could feel it in my tum-tum. This was so good, though. It was smoother than my head. And afterwards, ah, I can't even begin to keep up with it because there was suplexes on the apron. There was pile drivers. There was a top rope Frankensteiners. Moonsaults were being turned into brain busters on the floor. Cash was then hitting a glory bomb in the ring. And so much was going down here. I was worried my skull was going to fall off my neck because I was just doing this. It's also why when the referee did get distracted, a little bit confused, I wasn't that surprised. And of course, the Young Bucks noticed this. So they went and hit a low blow. They also hit the big rig for a near fall and this moonsault 450 combo thingamajig. And on every single one, I was like, one, two, ah, one, two, ah. I mean, I sounded like I was dying, but I was having a good time. It was then even more nonsense because the Young Bucks got their hands on the Ring of Honor titles. They were using that as a weapon. And I honestly said to myself, I do not know who is going to win here. Like, I assumed it was going to be FTR so we can go one-on-one when it comes to these two taking on the other one. But I couldn't call it. That's another reason why it was so good. The absolute best fake-out, though, was after this and when the Bucks had hit the BTE trigger because they actually had Cash pinned for the one, two, three. But at the last second, his foot basically fell on the bottom rope. And the referee did call this and we did get a bell ring, but then he did realize, oh, no, I've made a terrible mistake and the match got restarted. Now, of course, at this juncture, you're like, ha Cash and Dax are probably going to win. But even then, was I 100% sure? No. As it turned out, this was the correct line of thinking because FDR hit this absolutely crazy tombstone thingamajig. They then hit their own version of the BTE trigger and they hit the big rig. They are still your Ring of Honor and Triple H World Tag Team Champions. They've also, in a matter of weeks, become tremendous baby faces. If you come up here in my house right now and you try to tell me that the Young Bucks or FTR aren't among the best tag teams ever, that's right, I said it, I will open the door and I will ask you to leave. Meaning this doesn't just get an up. It gets a golden up. So it was absolutely tremendous. Make sure you go out of your way to see it. And this episode of Dynamite was like somebody taking a crazy gun and firing it in your direction. So much happened, but 99.9% of it was absolutely awesome. And it's getting it up. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.